0: And welcome to the Chronicles of Nania, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking nanny resumes. And to do that, I have brought on Brianna Murphy. Hello, Brianna. Hello, hello. Thank you again for having me. I'm super excited. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you for reaching out to me. Um, I For any listeners out there who are like, you know, I really want to reach out to you please do because I love it
1: (laughs) yes she's very nice and very receptive so
0: (laughs) yeah I the whole uh purpose of this podcast is to to give a voice to our community so if you are in the community and would like to have your voice heard please reach out um (laughs) because I love it so thank you Brianna for reaching out I really really appreciate it yeah of course um before we get started talking about nanny resumes in particular let's hear a little bit about your nanny journey
1: yes so um I actually started working with kids at the age of seven it's pretty funny Um, I lived (laughs) in um an apartment complex growing up and I lived across the street from this lady who had she already had two kids um I forget how old they were but then she ended up becoming pregnant with twins, and I just kept rubbing her belly, and irritating her, you know, being that irritating little seven-year-old, and she was like, you know what, since you're so intrigued by children, I'm gonna teach you everything you need to know, because this is a great moneymaker, and I was like, uh, I'm seven, (laughs) so uh, she ended up having the kids, and I have done everything for them ever since, um, I mean, now they live in Oregon, but, um, when they were first born, she taught me how to prep their bottles, um, you know, bottle feed them, hold their heads up, everything. So I knew everything about kids while being a kid. Um, And then people started to see that I was, you know, very sophisticated for my age. So um, some parents were like, hey, do you want to come hang out with my kid? And I'm like, he's eight. Like <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing ever really made sense, but, um, right. but Yeah, that's really where it started. Um, and then once I graduated high school and just had more time, I actually graduated early from high school um, just to give myself that little bit of gap time to just, you know, um, work and save for school and really just figure out what I wanted to do. Um, I fell in love with kids. Um, and that is what I've been doing ever since. Um, even if I was working in what I call the corporate world, um, or just like a regular old job, um, I always found my way back to kids, whether it be part-time or if I'm like, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. Let's go back full-time. So I still do it to this day.
0: That is wonderful. Um, yeah, back to the, when you were young and, <laughs> and starting to take care of kids, have you heard the John Mullaney? bit about having a young babysitter I did not I have definitely heard of some
1: of his stuff but that one that one would definitely hit close to home so I haven't yeah
0: heard. he he has this bit he's like my parents hired a babysitter that was like two years older than we were it was like a horse taking care of dogs it was it's a very <laughs> it's exactly good bit. how it
1: felt and like and they never knew how old I was um mm-hmm. and I was always short so yeah. everybody was like, well, how old are you? You're taking care of us and you're just little. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> <I> got <laughs> hired for this job. You're gonna take me serious. So it exactly.
0: Worked. Yeah. Well, that is wonderful. Uh way to go. That mom that taught you everything. Yeah. Shout out to Cameron. That's her name. Oh <laughs> yes, shout out to Cameron. Well, wonderful. Um, let's talk a little bit about nanny resumes um, what makes an outstanding nanny resume?
1: A slew of things. Um, it really just starts with making it very personal. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, there's so many different ways to make a resume. So there's really no right or wrong way. But what I like to do for my clients is take a section and write about me. Um, I do have a questionnaire that goes out to my clients and they, um, you know, the questions are really, you know, how long you've been in the business? What do you love about it the most? Um, really just not even to sell yourself, but to really also remind you why you like the job. Um, I feel like a lot of people can get caught up in, you know, they just do this for money or nannying is great money. It's weekly money. You know, it's also kind of a moment to self-reflect and be like, why do I love working with kids? So, um, I think one of the key aspects to make it um, you know, a great job and a great resume in itself is just writing that little bit about you and letting families know this is what I do, this is what I love to do, and this is what I can offer to you. Um, and just, you know, saying as much about yourself as possible. Um, I've noticed the difference between a corporate resume and a childcare resume is you can write an essay uh, <laughs> over and over and over again about all the things that you've done, and parents want to read it. They want to know. Um, so I feel like the more information you provide is what really really can make that, um, an outstanding resume.
0: Yeah. I feel like that original, um, wall for like the corporate world versus the nanny world of in the corporate world, you know, they could potentially get thousands of applicants. Right. But in the nanny world, it's usually not, you're not competing necessarily with thousands. Right other nannies and so yeah it can be more personal and a bit longer winded um especially you know depending on how you're finding a job uh a lot of times you've already been vetted in in some way um whether you know you're on a website that like via the village is Mm -hmm. a great example that yeah
1: yeah they're great
0: yeah. And so like it, the, you've already put in information, you're in this area, you're asking for this range, you're available at these times. So there's also already been some vetting before they even see your resume. So I think you can, you're absolutely right. I think you can be um, more detailed about
1: definitely.
0: yourself in a, in a nanny resume versus a corporate. Yep, Definitely. Um, yeah. And so what can you know a lot of times um nannies are with families for for a really long time and so a nanny might have potentially 5 years of experience but only have worked with two families. Right. Um or sometimes only one family which mm. is is great in a way but it can um make it hard <laughs> to write a resume. <laughs> um, so what can a nanny do to build up their resume?
1: Um, again, just being as specific as possible and really selling yourself. Um, a lot of nannies, from what I've seen, they sell themselves short. I've even seen, <laughs> this was funny. I've even seen a resume <laughs> where one was like, um, in her description, or, well, experience, excuse me. And she's like, my son.
0: <laughs> and I'm like- <laughs> That was all it said? Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, you know, even though I, as a human being, as a nanny, am reading this and like I completely understand what you're saying, sell yourself. You're a mother. You know what I mean? That That is the probably the hardest job on the planet. What nice. do you do as a mom? You, you know, you read him books. Um, you know, you bathe him. You bottle feed him. You meal prep him. And even if that is your only experience, sell yourself. There is no reason to sell yourself short or feel as though your little bit of experience is... You know, it, it doesn't matter to moms. They want to know everything that you've done, whether if that means you hold hands crossing the street, if that means you count to three every day with kids because you want them to, you know, remember one through three, like whatever it is, make sure you know that because parents really do want to know. I even put on my resume, um, like the games I play with kids, and then I elaborate on what those games are.
0: Um, right. A lot of
1: parents, like you can look them up, but I'm I'm very creative. So a lot <laughs> of the things I do, I just make up. <laughs> yeah. um, but I even put on there and parents love that. They're like, Oh, I love this about me game or, you know, whatever. And that that's another huge seller. So whatever it takes or whatever it is that you do with, you know, these children, don't forget to, you know, that this is important. You know, a lot of things that you may think aren't important or, you know, well, when I say that I'm, you know, just working with my son, she probably gets it. No, a lot of parents are looking at that resume while they're rocking their child to sleep, while they've put their child to sleep and they're already. you know, delirious to the world because they've just had a a hard day. Sell yourself, you know? So I definitely think that that, that's the most important thing.
0: Yeah. And I I think that's such a good point about really spelling it out of of what you do. Something that I always make a note of is, especially because when you're working with toddlers, a lot of times you can plan all you want <laughs> okay. but it's not gonna go according to plan oh no and so <laughs> um something that i really advertise is that literally every part of our day gets turned into the lesson of the day so mm-hmm. um you know sometimes we'll go for a walk and we'll look at a rock or look at a flower for yep 5 minutes or sometimes like 20 <laughs> minutes yeah. if it's a really particularly interesting rock mm-hmm. um, and so you know every aspect of the day can be a learning opportunity and oh, yes. i'm i'm willing to take the time to mine those out with kids and i i think that that is a special thing that potentially you know parents that are coming home at the end of a long day of work it's hard to switch your mind over to that mode. Yeah. So I can offer that to their children while they're at work, uh, <laughs> so that if their brain is tired and they don't they don't have the bandwidth to yeah. to turn everything into a learning opportunity, that that I've already taken care of that for them. So that's something okay. that I certainly advertise about myself. But you know, if I said I don't lesson plan. <laughs> you know right. like that yeah. that's very different than i turn everything into a learning opportunity and i i yeah. also do lesson plan. Uh, I actually, I do <laughs> as
1: well. Um, I worked for these, uh, they, when I started, they were 18 month old twins. Um, mm-hmm. And I turned everything into a learning experience because they were preemies. Um, mm, so yeah. a, one of them had um, assist in the developmental part of their brain. So he was very delayed. So everything I turned into, a le- we would go outside for walks and I'm like the tree, what color is the tree? And then he knew what the, the birds, like what sounded like, what color the tree was, little, like just little things, even eating cheese you know what shape yeah. is it everything turned into you know um a lesson and that's why i i was my lesson plans were very vague sending them out in the beginning but when i would make my reports at the end of the week you know just like you said everything changes <laughs> um, right. i made it very very clear as to you know this is what i actually did throughout the week this is what i i set out to do but this is what i actually did and they loved that loved 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 it so that was
0: yeah uh, yeah and um something that I use uh to help log my days is uh, our nanny diary, Sue Downey of Nanny Palooza, and Kelly. I think it's gears, but if I said that or gears, if I said that wrong, I'm really sorry, Kelly. Um, but our nanny diary has made such a big difference in communication with families and also. I can go back and look at it and mine for things that I do, yeah. <laughs> because it breaks it down into um, fine and gross motor skills. Because I, I work with toddlers right now, but they also have one for older kids. Um, but in the toddler one, it's like what you did that day that worked on fine or gross motor skills, mm-hmm. social or emotional skills, and. And communication skills oh, awesome. in language. And so by breaking it down that way, I'm communicating what we did to the parents. Um, but then also it's really good for me because sometimes I'm like, well, what did we do? Find right. our gross motor skills. And I'm like, oh, yeah. well, we went to the park and they climbed the climbing wall. Mm-hmm. That's a gross motor skill. Yeah. Um, and so, and it also helps me, you know, if we're working on a lot of gross motor skills one week, then I'm like, okay, let's bring in a fine motor skill activity. Yeah, um, to to help balance it out. So I would highly recommend uh, our nanny Diary because it it's very good. Um, yeah, that sounds awesome.
1: Baby Connect is also great, but it's definitely yeah. better for like infants to like, yes, a year old. Um, and that one is kind of like the same thing. Um, you could put in if you gave them any medicine and how much. Um, bottle, you know how much if you change. Is that an record. app? Yeah, it's an app. Okay, um, so typically, <clears throat> the app is like four ninety nine, mm-hmm. but I've used it for every family. So it's almost like it's worth it. And the family that I started using it for, you know, gave me the money back. So mm-hmm. if you guys, you know, if you ever speak to a family and you hear about Baby Connect, they might be open to reimbursing you, but it is only five bucks and it's definitely worth it. Um, you know, the diaper part is like, if you, uh, if they had, you know, the solid poop, or if they had runny poop, like it's very, very specific. Um, and the parents can log in and like leave notes throughout the day as well. So it's also another way to communicate. Um, oh, I think it's great because for me, especially working with young ones, I'm always on my phone because. There's always something to report, like you know crawling, right. rolling over, you know, breathe, anything. So um, I always make sure I have that handy, and then you know they'll comment back like, "Oh my god, so great! Can't wait to see it." And you could also upload videos of what they're doing. It's just an overall great app. So just perfect. to perfect.
0: That's a great shout out. And then yeah, once they hit that year mark, switch over to our nanny diary, mm-hmm. which is a physical book to write in. Um, so I do it with my little one and sometimes she writes her own notes, which are scribbles, um, and very, you know, detailed, <laughs> um, but I'm like, she had her opinion over here. Right.
1: <laughs> um, she says we did today, but this is what we actually did. Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, so I just, I think that there, while you're in a job, staying focused on what you are Bringing to the table makes it so much easier when you're on the hunt again. Yeah, because when you're on the hunt, you know you're a little heartbroken, no matter mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. ended. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I think staying uh, aware of what you're bringing to the table throughout a job is a great way to keep in mind how to build up your resume. Yeah, because um, it's a little like. <laughs> being in a relationship and then going back like out on the first date when you yeah. start applying to jobs because you are you're heartbroken um which if you are going through a transition like that nanny transitions is great check it out uh glinda has been on the podcast in an episode called nanny transitions so that's a great resource if Ooh, okay. you're going through the grief of moving on from a job But, um. It's good to keep in mind that, uh, you know, while you're in a job, just think about what you do every day that helps that family because that will all serve you when you're, you know, building up your resume again.
1: Absolutely.
0: And I think like you mentioned, you know, you started when you were so young, I'm sure, that you didn't have a resume when you started out.
1: (laughs) I kind of, it was really just word of mouth, but that's another great thing when you have families, you know, that can speak on your behalf. I've even seen it in the Facebook groups I'm in, you know, people are like, oh, my nanny is, you know, super great. And, you know, they're, they're, they're just great with passing them along. Um, so word of mouth is another good way, but um, that's kind of how it worked for me only because I was a chicken nugget at the time. So, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. your know, documentation that says, Hey, this is what I actually did. Um, especially being so young. So, yeah.
0: Right. Yes. And, and I find that a lot of us, cause I always ask nannies what their nanny journey was. And a lot of us did start out, you know, kind of, um, like our first job wasn't, we were like, this is going to be our career. There are certainly nannies out there that were very intentional. But a lot of us, like I started um, babysitting for twins uh, that their mom found out that I had a tree nut allergy and they had peanut and tree nut allergies. And she was like, please come take care of my children because you'll be very good at it. <laughs> right. Cause you already know how to use an EpiPen. <laughs> and- yeah.
1: That's another, that's another reason why I say, um, you know, when I have that 10 minute consult with my clients, I'm like, listen, anything that stands out. I'm like, mm-hmm. I always say like, take a second. Think about the things that stand out from other things. Of course, you've changed a diaper. Of course, you you know read to kids. Have you worked with kids with special needs? Have you worked with preemies? Have you you know worked with kids You're with, with twins? <laughs> Have you ever had to administer medicine every day? That's important because parents want to know, even if their kid has nothing to do with that situation, if it came down to it, you've done it before. So yes, almost. It's almost like they want you to qualify for things that don't even qualify, but that's why putting all of that on your resume is perfect.
0: Yeah, and I always joked because my my first two nanny jobs were with kids with allergies and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have a severe tree nut allergy and I joked, I was like, oh, my master's in education has gotten me less work than just having to buy an EpiPen, you know, like right. than my condition of having an allergy so yes it does matter um for sure yep um so what is a cover letter
1: a cover letter is many things so a cover Mm -hmm. letter is typically an introduction to whatever is attached to it um so it can also be used as a transitioning tool So what a cover letter does, and this is probably why a lot of, I will say, lazy employers do this Mm -hmm. and they require it is because it highlights everything that's in that resume and it makes you stand out more. So what you're essentially doing with a cover letter is saying, uh, you know, although I attached my resume, I just wanted to further explain why this job would be amazing for me. Let me highlight these three or however many things we highlight. Um, Let me highlight these things. Um, that make me stand out from all of the rest that you know you should definitely pick me for. So you know, I've worked with kids for over seven years. Um, you know, I have a background in working with premature children, like things like that. So that's what it typically serves as to highlight those credentials to make you stand out more. So it's just further explaining, yeah, this is my resume, but this is why I'm good for the job. It right. can also serve as a transitioning tool, I say, because if you have a background in corporate, but you want to transition to working with kids? Well, what have you done with children? Like we, we, you know, we, we're looking at your resume and it says all these awesome companies, but that has nothing to do with kids. So that cover letter is then going to explain, you know, I'm now transitioning into the childcare industry. I've loved kids for this, you know, many years. Although I don't have a resume present, um, this is my experience, um, and then you know, explaining further, like, you know, this is what I've done with children, Um, this is why I'd be great at it. So then people look at that letter and they're like, okay, she said she's done this. And then you look at the resume and you're like, okay, well, she has a background in customer service, so she's good with people. So bringing my kid to after school activities and interacting with the other mom should be easy for her. So then they kind of put two and two together and then might bring you in for that interview. And then that's where you'll sell yourself. And, you know, so that's really what a cover letter is, in my opinion. Um, And I think that it's great. I always recommend um, the full package to people. There are certain packages that I have. But um, when I was first starting out, it was included in the full package, the cover letter. And nobody knew what it was. Nobody really cared for it. But I'm like, listen, this is really for people that are, you know, if they want a job really bad, if they've been looking for a job for a long time, this is something that's going to further explain why we should pick you. So that's what a cover letter is.
0: Great. Are there, um, I know that you said that you do, I'll always recommend one? Are there ever times that a cover letter would not be a good idea or is it kind of just like always better to have one than not have one?
1: Um, I think it's always better to have one than not. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say, like I'm honestly trying to think, I wouldn't even think that there's a time that you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, just because when you're applying for a job, it's a job that you typically want. So this cover right. letter is explaining <laughs> to this employer, this is why I want this job. Um, so you can always do without it if you please, but I definitely recommend it just because I know how bad I've wanted jobs. Mm -hmm. So I can only imagine how other people do. And a lot of people, even in the childcare world have said, you know, I didn't even have to look at your resume. I just looked at your cover letter and you were so well-spoken and, you know, you highlighted all of the things that we need. So we're going to bring you in. So sometimes it even saves you aside from a resume. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's high praise. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so how can a nanny go about building up their reference list?
1: So there's many ways. Um, you also have to be very smart about how you do this. Yes. Um, so for me, I'm a very transparent individual. I never lie about anything. So if there's a family that I'm leaving because I simply don't get along with them, mm-hmm. I let parents know that. I let the family know. I'm like, hey, you know, I give them my notice, whatever it is. And I'm like, hey, are you okay with me using you as a reference? You can be 100% honest, whatever it is. Families like to see that. And it's funny because people probably like, no, they don't. Yeah, they do because it's <laughs> realistic. They, they know that being a mom for every mom is not an easy job. So why is it that you're leaving this family? Can I call this lady and see? And I've had families ask me, can I have your bad references? And I was so hesitant. I'm like, why? i'm gonna get the job and i've even still gotten the job because it it explains further okay this is why it didn't work out well we're nothing like that so come aboard or you know Mm -hmm. i could see why she was frustrated but i could also see how we can work with you come aboard so what i think is not everybody deserves to be your reference Mm -hmm. um but I think it's important for those families that you've worked for for a long time, of course, add them on there. Families that you date night, sit occasionally, add them on there. Um, anybody that you feel is going to give you an honest review, not just something, not just answer the phone and say, yeah, she worked for me for two years. She was awesome. Give you an honest review because at the end of the day, this is a very serious position. Um, I know that we're in a very laid back industry, but you're still taking care of somebody else's pride and joy. Yes. So. When, you know, when you have somebody that you know is going to be blatantly honest, like, yeah, she was always on time. There was one time she was late. There was one time she sneezed in my kids' food, whatever it is. um, You want that. So make sure you select those people that you've been with for a long time that are going to be very honest and the ones that pick up the phone. It's great if you've worked for Susan for three and a half years, (laughs) but if Susan does not answer the phone, then that makes you, it doesn't make you typically look bad, but it's just like, okay, well, why did you even put her on there? Cause I can't even talk to her. Like, that's great. Um, so I even have families write me a letter of recommendation who don't answer the phone. Um, and that works out perfect. So that's another option of building your reference list, getting that letter of recommendation from people and just attaching it to that email. Um, yes. but yeah, that's what I would recommend.
0: Yeah. And I, um, just recently had my yearly review and my family's, uh, cause I'm in a nanny share. They said that they were willing to send me like the PDF of what the letter that they wrote out for my yearly review, because Aww. they were like, then you can include that for future work. And yeah. so I was like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> I didn't even have to ask you. You anticipated my needs, which I really appreciate. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Like,
1: like I said, the family that I'm working for, um, well, that, excuse me, that I worked for the twins. One of her sons has been very sick. The one who had the cyst in his brain has now been sick again for like a year. So she's very, very, very hard to get in contact with because she's always at the hospital. Um, you know, there's just a lot that she has to handle. So she's a strong reference. You know, that's, I have a lot of great experience with her. So I either, you know, message her and make sure it's okay for her to answer the phone. But I'm now thinking maybe if she just writes me a letter of recommendation, we won't even have to bother her because you know, she's dealing with a lot, but this, you know, and they sign it. So, you know, it's a legit document. Um, and a lot of parents even like that because not everybody likes, um, making those phone calls. (laughs) So, you know, just being that there is perfect.
0: Yeah. It's still talking to strangers, which is some people's favorite thing. Um, (laughs) is there an appropriate time to give out references? I interviewed, um, I think it was like released, a few weeks ago, um, Lisa, and she was talking about uh, how she waits to give out. The episode is called Being Your Own HR Department, because as uh-huh. Nanny's, we are kind of our own HR department. There's not
1: yeah. <laughs> an we HR definitely
0: department are to go too. to. Um, and so, but she was saying that when she interviews for jobs, she kind of waits to give out her references until. Uh, she knows that she's also very serious about um, working with that family, that she feels it's a, it's a good fit. Uh, do you have any insight about when you think it's an appropriate time to give out references?
1: I always do it after the interview. Um, I feel like there is no reason for and again, I'm a very transparent person. So I feel like there's no reason for you to contact these people if you have very little intention of hiring me. Um, and I also feel like once I feel you out, and you feel me out, okay, now we have a mutual agreement, we both like each other, call these people and hear about how awesome I am. That's when I feel like, you know, and, and that's, it's worked out awesome for me because they already love you. Then they call your references and they love you. So it's just like, oh, well, yeah, we'll definitely bring her on. It's kind of the same concept as um, putting addresses on resumes. That's something I don't do. I tell my clients that I don't do it because there's no need, especially in the childcare world, there's no need for people to have your home address that you have no idea who they are just because you want the job. Right. When, when you have that phone interview or that in-person interview and they say, where do you live? You can say, you know, for me, I live in Decatur, um, you know, so nobody knows, oh, she lives on this street, in Decatur. They just know you live in Decatur. That's all I need to know. Um, yes. So I feel like that's kind of the same concept. You share that personal information and references are very personal. Um, you share that when you have a mutual agreement and you're both comfortable with one another, that's when you give them all of that.
0: Yes, I completely agree. And yeah, I, that's another feature that I really appreciate about via the village's website is that when you put, you put in your address, but all the families can see is like, a I think it's like three mile, uh, area. Yeah. So they're like, we know she's in this neighborhood. Right. (laughs) Um, but we don't, you know, nobody knows exactly where you are.
1: Yeah, even hey, right. com are like, yeah, I see you're pretty close, about two miles away. And I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, when I do meet with right. them, then I can kind of let them know, yeah, I live like around the corner because then it <laughs> makes you feel more comfortable. You can't, in this day and age, unfortunately, you have to really protect yourself. So those are things that I feel like, I mean, even though references are just calling other people, they're still individuals calling other individuals. So you just right. have to be very mindful of who you're giving that information to.
0: Yes. Yes. And I'm sure your references appreciate that.
1: (laughs) And they they also appreciate
0: that they're not getting, you know, a million phone calls. It's really only people that you're quite serious about. Definitely. Um, so great. Well, tell me more about thank you notes. When do you send them? What do you say in them? Thank guests. you notes are what I like to
1: call the seal
0: of the deal. Um, <laughs>
1: when you meet with someone, even when I was, you know, in the corporate world, when you meet with a company, you're like, oh my God, they offer 401k. Oh my God, this place is great. Look, the hourly rate is that much. Like it, everything is just awesome. You met, you met with everybody. Everybody there is awesome. You go home and you send that thank you note. Because the thing is, you're not the only person being interviewed for that position. So you're going to go home and they're going to interview five more people. Or if you're in the corporate world, it might be 10 to 15. They're going to kind of like, even though they liked you, they still have to filter through those applications. They're going to kind of forget about you. So you want to remind them like, hey, I met with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time to meet. I'm super excited for the, you know, nanny slash house manager position. Um, You know, with my X amount of years of experience, I feel like this position would be perfect for me. Please don't hesitate to contact. So it's just reminding them like, I loved you. Love Mm -hmm. me back. Give me the job. (laughs) So um, I think that it's great. Just, to, just as a reminder to these people like, oh yeah, we did interview with her and we liked her. Oh yeah, let's bring her in for an interview. It's also, it makes the process go a little bit faster because imagine having, because in the, um, I don't know if a lot of people still use care.com, I do, but a lot of the applications well, it'll show you how many are submitted and it'll be like 134. And I'm like, um, I'm not even going to apply for that one, <laughs> right. but if you do and you get that interview, imagine how many people they have interviewed, send that thank you letter and remind them like, Hey, this is me. Um, you know, I really had a great time today meeting you and then that, you know, more than likely if they did love you, it reminds them to bring you in and, you know, give you the job.
0: Yeah. So do you only ever send thank you notes once you've made it to the point where you do know their address?
1: Uh, yeah, I feel like that's the best bet. I mean, some people, Only do I've had one family that only did like um, a phone interview and they wanted to bring me in, which I thought was very weird because yeah, (laughs) nanny they kind of want to meet you, but um, but yeah, I feel like once you've been to their home and you've met with them in person, I feel like that's when you send that thank you. Um, and it's it's not a letter actually, it's um, you can send well, you can send a letter if you want, but it's an email. Um, Oh, okay, how you sent, um, you know, your resume and all of that to them, it'd be the same thing.
0: Great, great. Yeah. My, my mom uh, really loves (laughs) e-cards. She sends, I got for my birthday this year, I got an e-card from my mom and dad. And then I got one from my Guinea pig. She sent one from my Guinea pig. Uh, So just so you know that there are fun e-cards out there that you could turn into thank you notes Um, that might be you might have just changed the game ma'am yeah yeah (laughs) awesome
1: like especially (laughs) to open something up and be like thank you for meeting with me like that's cute versus that little letter to read again
0: you know i'm gonna make a note Yes, I I will <laughs> let my mom know. She'll be so happy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Tell her she's a, she's on to something.
0: Yeah, but I am also a big believer. I've been, my goal, um, like my New Year's resolution this year, or my goal for the year was to write more physical, like snail mail, just yeah. in general. Um, so I also think that if you have an address and you want to do snail mail, uh that's another good way. I have found that it, um, for me, not necessarily like to think families, but I write thank you notes for like everything, yeah. <laughs> like birthday presents that I got and everything like that. But, oh, yeah. um, but also I find that it's a good way for me to practice gratitude. Um, right is to, you know, write letters to other people of why they're important in my life or, you know, a moment that they uh, really lifted my spirits and, and maybe they didn't even notice, but it yeah. meant a lot to me. So I think that being in the practice of generally writing thank you notes, um, however you send them is a, is a good practice. Yeah, I definitely, yeah. I definitely agree with that. So, uh, great. So what if you talked a little bit about someone that's like transitioning from the corporate world into the Mm -hmm. nanny world? Um, or if, uh, you know, there's a young, uh, like fresh out of college or, or high school potentially, uh, nanny that is just starting out, Mm -hmm. how can, can a nanny that that's just starting out and doesn't necessarily have a lot of experience, uh, as a technical nanny, um, make themselves look as good as possible in their resume? Uh, that's fun because
1: that's exactly what I did with my first real nanny job. Um, what I did was I made a care.com profile, um, but typically I wish I'd made a resume because that's what you really wanted. Um, but so I made a profile and I was very honest. Um, so essentially, if you were going to do this with a resume, what I would do is take your about me and you know, say, hey, I'm trans, you know, or hey, I'm fresh out of college. Um, you know, I don't have much experience in the childcare world, but I've always had a genuine love for kids. You know, during family, you know, events, I always played with my cousins and such, and I've always had such a love for kids, and I really want to get into that. Um, it would be awesome if you know a family could give me that chance um, and take me under their wing and just help me learn things. When you're receptive to learning a lot of people want to teach you because for one now that means a mom can teach you how to raise her kid if a mom if you're a nanny that's been in the in the game as long as we have and you come to somebody's house and they're a new family, you're going to be like, all right, he eats at three. You can make him this. We just do frozen food, like the typical like rundown. And then you usually for me, I don't know if it's happened with you, you figure it out on your own. I've had mm-hmm. to go through cabinets on my own to figure out where the pots and pans are. Um, I've had to figure out how to use these imported showers to give kids <laughs> back. Like, it's all <laughs> completely foreign to me. But because they know you have that experience, they don't care to really explain. But some parents will be like, yeah. And that's what the first family that I worked for did. She was like, You, you're, you know, you're very well spoken, you're very organized. I wanna teach you everything, you know. I mean, you already know everything, but I wanna teach you how to be my nanny and taught me how to clean her house the way she wanted, raise her kids the way she wanted. So just make yourself sell yourself. Again, just make yourself very open to learning. Um, don't forget to highlight any form of childcare experience that you have. Um, Mm -hmm. we all have cousins, we all have a brother or sister or somebody that we did something with, like, you know, open, open those doors and let them know, like, I haven't done this often. I did raise my little brother and that was it, but I want to learn more. Um, and there's also great resources out there, um, where you can like take online nanny courses. Um, I know there's a page I followed. that's like nanny online training, things like that. So you can also educate yourself before turning to these families, um, and just say you don't have a background, but you've been educating yourself and that also looks good. So, it's, you know, if you're serious about it.
0: Yes. Yes. I completely agree. Yeah. The Ainsley Institute, um, they've been on the podcast before and they're a really good resource. Um, they have different tiers of, uh, classes that you can take. Yeah. So to find out more about, uh, how to be a nanny and, you know, if you have taken a class and then apply for a job, I think that families would certainly see that as that you're very serious about this.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: So, um, what is the difference between a resume and a portfolio?
1: Um, So a portfolio is typically something that I've seen a lot of agencies do. So -hmm. the portfolio is like the the application that the nanny filled out, their resume, a photo of themselves, um, and whatever else they might want to throw in there. And that's what they present to the families. So these are the candidates that they have. Review this profile and look it over. The resume is just, you know, what's highlighting all of your credentials and, you know, telling them a little bit about yourself. Um, But I've only ever seen the portfolio um, in the agency world. Um, But I think that even as a nanny, now that I'm, like, really doing this and really educating myself on this process, if you gave a family a portfolio about you, I think they would probably not even open it and just hire you. With the fact that you have a portfolio, they'd be like, wow, this girl plays no games. She's definitely, like, she just put together a portfolio and... You know, like, this is awesome. I want to bring her on. So, um, you could even put, um, your CPR certification in there, your first aid certification in there and just kind of like put something together. Um, so that's yeah. what I'm offering to agencies because I feel like well, if you give this to a family, they're going to know everything about you and then they're going to bring you in for that interview. So I think it's just perfect for them to have. So that's, um, that's the difference between the two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I would say like, um, if you do any, extra training. Um, like, you know, if you go to Nanny Palooza, you get a certificate that says that you went to Nanny Palooza, or if you Mm -hmm. go to the international nanny association conference, you get a certificate. Um, or if you do, um, national nanny training day, uh, which is usually in April, I can't remember what day it's going to be in 2020, but, um, which that's, you know, just city by city. Um, and if you have more questions about that, we have an episode about it. So go listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> um, awesome. I'm definitely going to go listen to that one because I didn't even know that these things
1: exist. But see, like, if you take any of these courses, um, I think that this is definitely an awesome episode for people to listen to where they're trying to transition into this field because parents don't play games. These this Again, this is their pride and joy. So yeah. if you can educate yourself, take that class. And then, you know, and again, I'm not trying to, nickel and dime people or just convince people like, you need to do a resume, book with me. No, it's very important to present yourself professionally. And I've heard from all of these agencies that I've spoken to, they're like, I have so many great candidates, but their resume is a sentence long and they're not talking about anything. And it's a lot on my plate to have to redo their resume. And then when you tell them, hey, I need a resume, like this isn't good enough, nobody's getting back to them. So that's where I come in and I'm like, okay, listen, let's let's teach you how to you know, be this professional person. Let's put it on paper. Let's make this paper representation of you because again, nobody knows who you are. They're going to look at your resume first and then they're going to want to meet you. So we're going to sell you the best way we can so that as soon as they're done with that, they pick up the phone and call that number on there and call you in for an interview.
0: Yeah. And don't let your lack of skill at making a resume be the reason that you don't get a job. You know, you can be a very good nanny and lack the skills to write a good resume, but that's why you should go to your nanny resume. Yes, ma'am. And you can help. Preaching to the choir. I know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, So when a nanny is in a job and uh, they feel secure in that job, uh, should they still update their resume? absolutely
1: (laughs) what I've learned in this world is nothing is set in stone you can work for a family for five years and then you get old and they're like we want somebody younger for our children we want to add to our family so they want that that young nanny even though you're older you're you're definitely qualified I've definitely dealt with families that want younger nannies because of the energy um Definitely. So, I feel like nothing is ever set in stone like I just said and it's very important to keep updating that resume because if you've worked for a family for so long and let's just say let's just say you've even worked for two separate families um you're not going to remember everything you did for each family. So now it comes time and you're looking for a new family to work for, you work with infants. You're not even talking about the fact that you prep their bottles, that you clean their bottles, that you, you know, use the Ferber method that all of these extravagant things you're not putting on there because you forgot it was so long ago. You don't even know what to put on your resume. Well, yeah, it's, it's just really important to make sure you take notes of, you know, all the new stuff that you're doing, all of the, you know, things that this family is educating you with and putting that on your resume, because when it comes time for you to find a new family, because regardless of if You quit or they fire you or whatever, or they move away or whatever it is. You're going to have to do this again. You're never going to be with a family your entire life. So it's very important to make sure that you're putting all of that on paper so that when the time comes, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I put everything on here. I can just send this out now. This is easy. So Mm -hmm. definitely important to keep updating
0: yeah and we talked a little bit before about how a lot of times when you are applying for jobs you're you're working through some emotional pain so yep. um you know no matter how well it ended uh i over a year ago had you know i knew that my youngest kiddo in that family was going to kindergarten so i knew it was coming and yeah. it's still it's still hard um and so yeah i would recommend doing it while you're while you're in it rather than waiting till you're out of it and then trying to remember
1: yeah, nothing is good to I mean, a lot of people work best under pressure, but imagine remembering the things that you've done for the last five years and trying to put it on paper. There's yeah. so many people that I work with and I'm like, be very specific about the dates. Be as specific as possible. And even if you have to make them up because it makes sense in your head, do that and they're like, I can't remember the dates I worked for this family. So had you taken the notes, you would have, you know, you wouldn't even have to think about that. So just very important um, to just jot these things down for your own good. Um, you know, when the time comes for you to look for something else.
0: Yes, yes. Um, so if someone is listening to this and they're like, I hear what you're saying, but I feel like my resume isn't as good as it could be. How can they find out more about your services? My lovely website, www.yournannyresume.com
1: or my Instagram page, which is um, your nanny resume, uh, spelled all. The, the same the as normal way. Yeah, uh, the normal way. Yeah. Um, and I have my reviews on there. Um, I have a lot of fun stuff on there. My website, um, definitely has a little bit about me and you know, about my services as well. So, you know, definitely once you get to my website, you can click on, um, there's a link that says click for every consultation. You click on that, you book, whatever consultation works best for you. I have the time slotted at like 10 minutes, but sometimes it's way less. And you know, you could just tell me about everything you're trying to do. And I, you know, basically let you know what magic I'm going to work on that resume and then we take it from there. Um, But yeah, I definitely encourage if you're somebody that's in a job that you don't like, or, you know, you've been looking for a job for a long time or whatever it is, or you simply just want to update that resume, definitely reach out. Um, This is something that I have a passion for. I'm not going to lie. There's never been a job I haven't gotten. um, And I just want to take these skills and give them to other people because a job is not necessary it's almost a home. It's where you spend most of your day, It's yes. what gives you the money to do things with most of your day. So if you're not happy somewhere, you have to you have to go. And in order to find that great family, sometimes you have to make sacrifices, which might be kicking out a little bit extra to get your resume redone. and I've had great reviews um, every almost every one of my clients, I will say, has gotten a job with my resume assistant, so definitely, definitely reach out i am yes organized. and they
0: don't they it can all be digitally correct like you, yeah you don't everything have to you done physically. remotely
1: yep yeah.
0: wonderful um awesome yeah so and all of those links to the instagram and uh your website uh are down in the show notes so if you're driving do not fear you do not have to write it down um it will be down in the show notes for you. When you are safely parked, you can click on the link. Please safely park. Please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> please. Don't do it in a red light. I know you're tempted. Uh, it's, it's, I'm it's a red light, right. light individual, so it's I- it's a it's a really cool website, and I know you want to get there. But wait, <laughs> please so you're safely parked. Please. <laughs> 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 Wonderful. Wow. Well, um, we end each episode with a fun, cute story, and you've brought one. Who is ready for this story? All right. <sighs> I'm so excited. I so haven't heard
1: anyone it Someone that knows me, and I know as soon as I say this, so many people are going to say yes. I hate bugs i am (laughs) petrified of them any word that is equal to the word hate is how i feel for bugs and i decided to go down south i mean i live in the south now but when i was a little bit younger go down south with a boyfriend of mine at the time (laughs) and uh so we started off the evening pretty pretty nice and uh we were sitting in the car and i looked at the uh the driver's seat in front of me and there was this thing on there that uh, some of you would call, I guess, a roach, but I call them dragons. So I ran out the the car to run into the house, freaking out, trying to process my thoughts. So I go to the bathroom, and I'm processing my thoughts in the bathroom, only to find another one on the ground. So I will say, unfortunately, his entire family was in the living room by this time, and I had ran out of the bathroom with my pants down in front of his entire family. Oh, no, and they will never let me live it down to this very day and this was probably five or six years ago oh so my god just know we are at war with these things that some of you <laughs> call water bugs but they're drastic <laughs> that's
0: very funny (laughs) very sad as well (laughs) yes I have um one of my former nanny kids and I'm I'm still in her life thank goodness but she is super fond of bugs and so I know I know um but yeah she would like go digging in the dirt to try to find worms and all she loves bugs so I've uh one year I took her to the nature museum that has like a butterfly room in it Mm -hmm. Uh, and but they have lots of bugs in there to go look at all the bugs up close but yeah I I am not super fond of them either, though I do have a friend that's a spider that lives downstairs on my way to the laundry room uh, in my apartment building, and uh, we are friends. She does not close to me. And so we have remained friends. <laughs>
1: okay, uh, and
0: just there. This yeah, she she builds really beautiful webs. Oh, I um, got. They're alight, and so she catches all the mosquitoes, which I really appreciate. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that that's Yeah, cool. we're in kind of a symbiotic relationship. It's okay. Pretty well, I can.
1: I can understand that. I can understand that.
0: But these dragons but
1: this, is what I'm yeah, saying. No. Someone needs to call the National Guard because <laughs> this is. Those are terrifying. Yes. And they fly. And then people are oh. like, it's just a water bug. No. It's, it's, it's a dragon. It's unacceptable. Uh, very. I, I hope you guys hear the emphasis in my voice about this because I'm tired of people trying to tell me that these bugs are normal because they're not. <laughs>
0: Thanks. I love it Well, thank you for sharing that story and then also for being on the podcast with me today I really really appreciate it yes of course it was very fun um, and thank you all for listening we'll see you in a couple weeks bye everyone Chronicles of Mania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick artwork by Noni Amadon, theme music by Brad Kemp find him at secondbedroomstudio.com Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Narnia and on Twitter at Narnia Podcast. To contact us, email Chronicles of at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.